Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur hosted by myself, Sina Sadzadeh. In this episode, I spoke to Bart Jan, founder of Lareka, a startup that helps hotels rank higher on travel search engines using an algorithm he designed. And we covered how Bart Jan first tested the algorithm using Excel and how you don't need specialized knowledge coding experience to test it out, showing that anyone can actually do it. He outlines the tools that you can use in order to do something similar. And secondly, how he expanded the startup from testing the algorithm to packaging it, commercializing it into an actual business. And lastly, how he attracted his first group of customers. Before we go on, I want to say a quick thank you to everyone listening for the podcast because it's been a crazy journey and we are approaching the end of the year, which is incredible. Like it's it's November now. And as a result, we are going to wrap up the podcast for this year by the end of November. And so as a result, it would be amazing if you could leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, because we want to finish this year with an absolute bang so i would really really appreciate it thank you so much for clicking on the podcast again and i hope you enjoy the episode hey barjan how are you hey sina i'm fine what about you very good thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's such a pleasure to have you on to talk about lareka it's yeah it's it's a very innovative sort of business and i've not really seen and we've not had on the podcast before a similar business to what you're doing you you've got an algorithm specifically for hotels yeah, that's right. So um, we have an algorithm designed for hotels, vacation rentals, Airbnbs, like every actor um, present in the hospitality industry to really uplift and maximize their revenue based on data, but also based on visibility. Like on Google, you have SEO, what are primarily driver of our algorithm is booking engine optimization we we really maximize the utilization of the otas to really maximize the profits for the people who are listening and don't know what otas mean so it's online travel agency like booking.com airbnb this kind of how did you come across something like this this is very i always love love this sort of story i always ask everyone that comes on the podcast because This is a very, I mean, this isn't a problem that I guess you would probably face unless you own a hotel, right? So how did you come across this? Um, Well, it's a very unique story, I think. So my parents own a bed and breakfast in the center of Bruges. Oh, that's where it comes Uh, from. That's where it comes from. So (laughs) they live in Bruges, in the center of Bruges. And when the COVID pandemic started, I was at home doing nothing like everybody else in the world. So I was really like, I was in, in need of some purpose of with my time. So I really started like um, testing some algorithms with their booking.com account and with their Airbnb account. It's easy to really shift the um, limited market amount that was available in the city of Bruges uh, during the COVID pandemics to really shift them to their bed and breakfast and this is how it all started it all started with very bootstrapped very very bootstrapped and then and then i like got some clients who said okay hey you can come test with us and we give you like the platform and our hotel resources to start building it so when you say when you say testing algorithms what do you mean specifically by that first phase or the first 
version, it was just an algorithm I built for the bed and breakfast of my parents. So it was like nothing special. It was just like designed for them. It wouldn't work for any other hotel. So then like to really go to market with the algorithm, I needed some test testing with other hotels, other bed and breakfast. So what's really happened was I was able to utilize their backends, their property management systems, how it's called, to really like integrate the algorithm, test it, test which kind of parameters have an effect on what. This was a very long period. It took like four months to really like put it, everything into shape, like a lot of errors, a lot of things that didn't work, a lot of bad days. Uh, but after four months, we were ready to go to market. So when you say testing the algorithm originally on your on your parents' bed and breakfast, did you write the code yourself? Or like, did you just like do say like a flow chart or like how this would work? Like, what, how did you first test it out? First, um, it was an algorithm. I did every step of the way manually. So I looked at the data myself. Uh, I adjusted everything. So like my first... Automation of the algorithm is how me and the IT team call it, which takes right now 10 seconds, costs me at that time one day. So it was like me manually changing things, updating position, visibility, playing with the rates across different channels, doing everything manually. And every step was like along the way it got automated and it was really like an algorithm. What did it look like originally then when you were like test, like changing these different algorithms? I mean, I'd change these different like parameters, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking of it from like if anyone's listening here and they want to test out an algorithm. Were you using, say, an Excel spreadsheet? Were you using what were the tools either that you were using in order to do this? Yeah, Excel spreadsheet was like my. I had like all the parameters that I researched. I did like a web scraping and tested like, okay, what kind of parameters are um, present in someone who is ranked top on Booking.com? Then on someone is ranked second, etc., etc. And all these parameters I put like in a big Excel sheet, and then I played something with Excel. It's called VLOOKUP. Just like some very basic Excel to really see, okay, which kind of parameter should I test? Does it really have an impact? So it was all some manual work, but then we really started testing it to like adjust these parameters automatically, automatically to each region because each region has another ranking. So it was like really the root was in an Excel file. I still have it to this day. Oh, that's amazing. Essentially, I guess you you were looking at who was ranking top on like booking.com and, and the other online travel agents and then kind of like reverse engineering what made them get to that spot and obviously like breaking it down into the parameters of what they do correct um, and, and also like why, why the ones that rank lower rank lower. Uh, and then obviously when you reverse engineer that, you you put the parameters. But I guess like, more pragmatically like what i guess you have the parameters but like do you put in like do you fill the cells with numbers and do you fill them with like what did you fill them up with because it's very easy you can go on booking.com now and see what's you know what's top but how did you play around with the numbers yeah but what what is very important and what a lot of people don't uh, know is that the position and the utilization of for example in belgium is the airbnb profile profile has a very big impact on the position of the booking.com profile and then in other countries like germany we have expedia which has the same impact on booking.com so like it's a whole mathematical equation this parameter has 
on Airbnb this like weighted effect on the Airbnb profile, but also had a weighted effect on this booking.com uh, profile. So it's like, it was really like reverse engineering the whole mathematical equation because like all these platforms have their own algorithm, their own search index, but they're all related to each other because they constantly verify to each other and they update their own search indexes every week. So we have to adapt to this too. So it's really playing with the data. So what we really do is, um, for example, when someone wants to book a hotel in London, then we check, okay, which OTA, so which channel like Airbnb, Booking.com, uh, Expedia has the most traffic according to the data on, for example, a Saturday night. If um, Booking.com in London has the most traffic on a Saturday night for hotels, then we will like automatically turn the equation towards Booking.com. So the position is maximized on Booking.com on behalf of the position on Airbnb because everything is like a whole dependent cycle. So when you when you first tested that, I guess like the first step was like putting all the parameters into an Excel spreadsheet. And then put it playing around with some of the data, and I, I'm guessing that you each uh, hotel or like property would would come out with an overall score, and that would be like how how high they rank on on like Booking.com, for instance. I guess like when you got to that stage and you kind of cracked the code of what what leads to you being top of these different search engines when it comes to booking a hotel. What are the results that you got with your parents Airbnb uh, with your with your parents' property? So what what the direct result was that they were always in their market segment top listed on Booking.com because their strategy is direct to Booking.com. But like along the way, so I have a bank road in finance, we really started implementing some revenue management techniques because visibility on these platforms is a good marketing tool, but this marketing is like your door to a good revenue management strategy. So this is where we really shifted the algorithm towards to really use this algorithm to, to start a well-based, well-driven uh, revenue management strategy. So like in hospitality industry, there's like this supply and demand. So there there's the rule, the lower um, occupancy you have, the lower you do your rates. For example, you want to attract uh, more people on a last minute basis. Um, just to, to fill your occupancy. This is where we tend to move away. We really play with the visibility to like, if there is some last minute occupancy, we really increase the visibility in certain markets. So we really use our algorithm like as a door to a revenue management uh, strategy. As I mentioned to you, the most of us have like a background in finance or IT. So we really utilize with pricing, with everything like their whole revenue management strategy based on data. So Barjan tested the algorithm, but I really want to ask him the next step beyond that because he tested it works, he tested different parameters and he and he got results from that. But what was the next stage in actually packaging it up and commercializing it to actually getting, you know, paying customers? But before we go on, I want to tell you quickly about the podcast's new sponsor, Zencaster. So I get messages a lot, you know, maybe every week saying, you know, how do I do a podcast remotely? A lot of people are getting into it. Recording a podcast remotely can be quite difficult and challenging. And platforms such as Zoom, you know, Google Meets, whatever, they're not built for podcasting. So that means when you record it, the sound quality doesn't sound too good. And if there's an absence or, or breakage in sound, then the end user, so the listener, actually picks it up. I have been obsessed with the sound quality since day one and 
As a result, I've searched long and hard for a platform that let me you know, podcast remotely without that breakage in sound and you know, optimizing quality. And the platform that I came across that I've been using for two and a half years now across all the podcasts that I do is Zencaster. Now, Zencaster makes the podcasting experience so easy and you know everything from local recording, which basically means that my sound records on my side and their sound records on their side. So you get two different audio files that you can put together and post. And so the sound is extremely clear. And if you don't believe me, you can look back at all my episodes that I've recorded. Apart from episode one, number 100, which I recorded in person, every other one I've used Zencaster to record. So if you want to use Zencaster, and I, I don't know if I should say this, but in actual fact, it's, it's a free tool. So I've been using the free package for two and a half years, and it's an amazing tool. So I highly recommend that you sign up if you are looking into podcasting remote. It's the best tool that I've been using, and I'm not switching anytime soon. Now, I want you guys to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. So if you're interested in the paid or free package, then there is a link in my description that starts with zen.ai. Uh, click that link, you know, sign up to whatever package that you want. Um, if you are looking for more sort of special specialty uh, package, such as like all the editing stuff to be taken care of, then you can use my link and it'll give you 30% off your first three months. Otherwise, you can use the free package, which is why I've been using for two and a half years. So thank you so much. Let's go on with the episode. It's actually a funny story. So I I knew I built something, but I didn't realize it was like it could really turn into a business. So I wanted to go with my friends on a holiday. So I just scraped the website uh, with hotels. I emailed them and I said, "Okay, does anyone want to do this uh, so I can earn some money and I go can go with my friends uh, on a holiday?" But so I sent an email to like 130 people, and I think 120 responded and say please implement it and then I, for me it was a realization like oh okay this is more than like a student uh, student salary um, to go on a holiday and that's where like everything started where like the business plan came in like really the idea to go to markets proof of concept all the strategies started that's very cool so yeah so 120 of them responded to you how did you package all that sort of information, all those Excel spreadsheets into something that you could offer to all these guys um, as a product? Yes. Yeah, so um, I was lucky enough to like found one guy at the coast in Belgium who said, okay, you can try it. And he had like a bed and breakfast, a hotel and apartment. So he had like all three I was looking for to like go to the next step. So I worked on his property for three to four months, like, implemented it on his specific backend playing with his parameters doing everything and like during because he had like a more sizable hotel more sizable amount of units than the bed and breakfast of my parents so this were really like the automatic algorithm as it is today really started to have shape so we did it like three four months there and then we knew we knew okay we have something that where we can go to market we started to go to market of course we started with little ones we started with bed and breakfast apartments just because we were in this proof of concept period like we couldn't go to big hotels because we were like just some young guys who 
who made an algorithm we had no track record so yeah we started with bed and breakfast and then we really like started moving alongside the ladder so in the beginning we had three rooms bed and breakfast then we got 10 room bread and bed and breakfast where we were very excited about now we have hotels with 30 40 50 60 rooms and we are growing um and yeah over we have around 300 integrations as of today and the general implication is that like the revenue part increased by 24 percent and then we also have this specific metrics it's called revenue per available room that also increased by 24 percent so it's the implications are really good do you work with say a bed and breakfast or a hotel on like a personal basis is it more of a consultancy business model or is it more of a software as a service business model it's um in fact it's like um both so we got we get paid um in two ways or if it's like if they are not that big so if they have for example a little bit of breakfast they just pay a monthly fee and we act as their revenue managers but with like very specific and best top-notch market knowledge we implement our algorithm and we take care of all the rest so we have a personal approach with them too um but for the bigger change we work no no cure no pay so this means if our services and our algorithm doesn't work if our way of thinking and our revenue structure doesn't work we don't get paid we just take a cut of everything we are we earn more for them so what's the next stage for for the business now so um at the end of november we are entering our first um physical office so like all the team can start to work together and we can start uh, really building the corporate culture um but we are scaling across europe like our our hope is to be in 24 months to be present in 15 european countries uh, as of today we are present in six uh, but we really hope to scale and evolve to really like respect this european revenue management company for hotels bed and breakfast and uh, rental that's really interesting i like i really like the story of how you went from testing this sort of like algorithm with an excel spreadsheet of like okay if we if we change this number what happens to the ranking and like all that type of thing i really like that sort of playing around with the data and not sort of building any technology before you've before you've cracked the code um my question is though when it comes to do you have to continuously do that because these algorithms continuously change um you know these especially like booking.com airbnb they always change and always iterate so for you guys do you have to continuously try to reverse engineer what they're doing no like we update our own algorithm every week based on their changes but it's like it's done automatically like it happens one or two times every two or three months that we really have to have a manual look at it because like they did some my they did some bigger change but like these changes they do they only have like one um, percent significance we call it so like if we if we don't do it the implications wouldn't be that wouldn't be that big but if we don't do it for like 10 weeks in a row it's not one percent significant but it starts to accumulate but so reverse engineering at the very beginning was a lot more difficult than the ongoing iterations that you're doing now i'm assuming like if it's one percent difference each time then it's obviously a lot easier but it's not like radical radical changes exactly um but we are always on top of that like we have scripts running to really like notify us of every change so the team is always playing with this and doing the changes automatically and it's 
like the team is working very good on that because like everything had changed every time a change happens like it's automatically updated for all our existing clients so they don't need to worry about it but john if anyone's listening and they want to go towards this sort of like business model where they can build a, a tool an algorithm not not in hotels but in any other sort of industry that they think that this would really be applicable but they don't come from a maybe con- con- uh, a, a computer science background but they want to test out with with excel what, how how can they do that? What what advice do you have for people listening? Like, what always helped me was like figuring out things on yourself. Like, just go to a platform, play with it, and get, then start noting down every step. Maybe record your screen and then put it in Excel. And then with Excel, you can really like see all the steps, see where you can automate, and then this ten steps from the beginning will become one. This one step will become like a half, and so you can really start to scale well Barjan, it's been incredible talking to you and learning about your business and i do wish you the best luck it sounds amazing it sounds like one of those things that a lot of i i know because bed and breakfast are usually run by families and like yet small small businesses and when you can help those sort of, sort of people and provide a lot of value then i know that the, the growth can be there and then obviously you can go for the bigger boys after that so I, I definitely see application here and I see so much innovation happening. Well, not innovation, but just work being done on SEO. Everyone's kind of in the game of like, we can rank you first on Google and everything like that. I haven't seen much in the hotel space or, or the hospitality space. So it's a very cool space that you're in. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure speaking to you. How can people stay in touch with you and your journey? Uh, yeah, they can uh, follow me or send me a connection invite on LinkedIn. So it's Barcham Lates, uh, or they can just go to our website. So it's www.loreca.be. We are Belgium based, so it's .be. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast again, Barjan. And we will chat very soon, I'm sure. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, it would be amazing if you leave a five-star wrist review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. And thank you so much for clicking on the podcast again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.